When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. Like we talked about, this week we're going to be talking about the St. Louis Cardinals and sharing who we believe belongs on the team's Mount Rushmore. We have very different uh, criteria and standards as to who belongs on the Mount Rushmore. Greg goes through a lot and, and does a lot of research and uh, has his different tiers and things like that. I do not. That's about how that goes. That's yeah, pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is odd. <laughs> because I'm more of a feel guy on every other, re- you know, it's everything true. else we do. Yeah, but this kind of happens to me, uh, just kind of rolling. So before we get too deep into this, though, Brig, yeah. why don't you go ahead and give us a breakdown of the history of the Cardinals and their other names they used to go by? One of my parents happened to be the Perfectos. Yes, they were known as the St. Louis Perfectos, the St. Louis Browns, and the St. Louis Brown Stockings, in addition to the St. Louis Cardinals. The team has been around for a whopping 141 seasons. That puts them 1882 to the present day. That's a boatload of baseball. So much baseball. A lot. They have a winning record of 521 total win-loss percentage with 11,047 wins to 10,168 losses in the franchise history. They have won 23 pennants out of their 31 playoff appearances, and 11 of those ended up at the World Finals. That's awesome. 11 World Series. True. True. Good for them. True facts. True facts. All right. Uh, So I have the team name Origin. I'm going to be reading this course off of teamnameorigin.com. It says, St. Louis began its storied history as the St. Louis Brown Stockings, as Brig mentioned, which was later shortened to the Browns. In 1899, the team changed its name to the Perfectos, which I love, most likely in hope of never losing another game. Oh, optimism. I love it so much. Manifest destiny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Manifesting? Manifesting. Look it up. (laughs) To go with their new name, they also changed their sock color to red. Woof. During that season, a reporter overheard a woman comment on the team's new red socks as a lovely shade of cardinal. The columnist Willie McHale referred to the team as the Cardinals in his newspaper column, and the fans loved it. So much so that the team officially changed the name to Cardinals the next year in 1900. Wow! Yeah, uh, I think that's cool because I've always, I legitimately always wondered about that because yeah. uh, there's always the joke like, well, there are no Cardinals in St. Louis. You know, people say it all the time, yeah. just like the Cardinals in Arizona. Like, right. But anyway, no, I think that's cool. Um, I love how easily team names changed back then. Me too. That it was like somebody would make some offhand comment about the team, the color, the way the players looked, the way they played, something like that, and then they're like, you know, let's just make it so. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Branding be damned. Let's just do it. <laughs> so Cardinals. I don't think they had branding concepts as elaborately well, as we do now. That's the thing that's crazy about it. It's like if they had any branding at all, they have a logo. Yeah. Crying out loud. Yeah, and you're right. Just like, let's just change it. Yeah. Just change it to a cardinal. Oh, fucking spitting everywhere. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. But okay. you're right. 
Alright, Briggs is going to lead us off with his first selection for his Mount Rushmore for the St. Louis Cardinals. Ready, set, go. Ready, set, go. My guy's first guy is in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Duh. Yeah. Lots of St. Louis Cardinals are in the Hall of Fame, for by the way. Reason. Yeah. yeah. This guy was an all-star repeatedly. <laughs> Several times over. 24 of them, to be precise. 24-time all-star. Three times. Three. One, two, three-time MVP. Did you hear me? Three One, time. two, three. Three-time MVP. <laughs> he has a career war of 128.6. Lifetime batting average, 331. He hit 475 home runs in his career, which was 22 years long. Guess how many days he did not play for St. Louis? Two. Zero. Zero. <laughs> he played. Okay. I love that fact. That's my favorite fact. And he did miss the 45 season for military oh, service. None other than Stan, the man, usual. He was my, he was one of my guys, too, of course. Did you overlap? Do a I'm serious, I think we're going to overlap at least three. At least three. And we um, never, ever, ever go without overlapping at least once. Ever. But we have also never gone, we've also never overlapped on all four. That's true. Not that I'm so, aware of. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think we have. That was a short episode if we did. I don't think we did. Facts, bro. So, <laughs> tell us a little bit more about... Stan Musial. He was a three-time World Series champion, seven-time batting champion, and two times Major League Player of the Year. He also, Rick, fun fact, sent it. Uh, so he was born in the same town that Hank Griffin Jr. was born. What? Or Pennsylvania. No way. Yeah. Wow. True fact. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, that's, yeah, that's something that, like, when... Griffey was playing for the Reds. I feel like they brought it up every single time. I remember watching games with them cards. Yeah. That's interesting. I like that. So I always like to compare old school players to today's players because baseball's obsessed with its own history and right. its future because of it. So here's his 162 game average. You ready? Mm-hmm. Like just average 162 games. Um, games played, 162. <laughs> <laughs> Played appearances, 681. 587 at-bats. He's going to score 104 runs on average in a season uh, out of 194 hits. Do you believe that? He's going to steal four bases, which is low, but he's going to knock in 104 ribbies, and he's only going to strike out 37 times on average. That's a big one for me. I hate strikeouts. Huge. And, man, less than 40 times. Guys strike out 40 times in a week right now. Yes, they do. Yep, he's going to walk 86 times. His batting average over that season, you know, projected 162-game season, is going to be 331, OBP 417, slugging 559, OPS is 976. It's amazing. That is amazing. And one thing that I think is really cool is that he led the league in batting average one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times over his career. Yeah. And then OPS, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. Yep. So he go he goes down as one of the greatest players in Major League Baseball history. Ever. I was yeah. I was first introduced to Stan Musial. I had uh, a special edition card that came in a pack that I had. It came laminated. And I had no idea who he was until my grandma of all people. Whoa. I think that I told you this was Sparky Anderson too. Right, you did. Um 
that she was like, oh, I know him. And she told me about Stan Musial. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the Spark Anderson story. Yeah. So how many people can tell, can say that their grandma taught them about like legendary baseball players? Yeah. So he was voted into the Hall of Fame by the Writers Association 317 out of 340 on the ballot. And I just, I don't understand why these guys don't get unanimous. Unanimous. Like, who didn't vote for freaking Babe Ruth? Right? <laughs> or Lou Gehrig. Or Mickey Mantle. Or Mickey Mantle. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't understand it. I know. It's weird. But Brad, good. why don't you go with your neck, your next one since I stole your one of them? Oh, anyway. you're good. Um, my next guy I'm going to go with, he is an iconic pitcher, oh, a well-known curmudgeon. Oh yeah, if you will, and that's one thing that everybody loves about him. Yep. Um, I see you already have him pulled up on your phone. I'm trying to get him pulled up on mine right now while I filibuster. That's very good. Because um, <laughs> 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 that's the thing is, since we're sitting here, we have our computers doing other things, and so we don't get to do this on our computers like we normally do. Yeah. But anyway, obviously, Hall of Famer. Um, he was drafted. I always love looking at when guys were drafted. I had it just a second ago, but now it's his, it's escaped me. Um, but we'll just go with, he made his debut in, on April 15th, 1959, age 23. This is Bob Gibson. Um, Bob Gibson was known as a player for just being angry. Just mean all the time. Yeah, just so mean um, that like if you hit a home run off of him, you better go up there with some pillows or something because <laughs> he was going to throw at you. Yeah, it's just what he did. Yeah. Everybody knew it was coming. Uh, won an MVP, two Cy Youngs, two World Series, two World Series MVPs. BT Dub, nine Boom. Gold Gloves, nine time All Star, an ERA title. Um, somebody who strikes that kind of fear. There are a select few pitchers in the history of baseball who have the kind of reputation reputation that Bob Gibson had. Uh, Nolan Ryan was one of them. And really the only other one I could think of is Randy Johnson. And Goose Gossage. And Goose Gossage. There you That's go. That's it, though. Yeah. They're the only guys who could have that kind of attitude and, that, and be that kind of enforcer and get away with it. Yeah. Because you could do it, but you were a jerk. These guys were still respected because they were so good. I feel like Roger Clemens might need to be on that list. But I think they just saw him as a jerk. Yeah. Like the time he threw the bat at Mike Piazza? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think they just thought he was a jerk, and I wonder how much of that might have been potentially roid rage. Well, but okay. <laughs> Coming in hot. But The rocket. <laughs> the rocket to the rocket. But, um, but yeah. anyway, no. Bob Gibson absolutely, in my opinion, belongs on the Mount Rushmore. Totally. Because he is an iconic member of the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, he played his entire career there. Yep. He ended his career age 39, uh, went three and 10. It's, but that's kind of how pitchers are going to be at that age anyway. 17 years. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly. a long time. It's a lot of pitches. For a lot of pitching. Yeah. So many pitches. And, uh, yeah. But put Bob Gibson on there. Was that one, another one of our overlaps? It was an overlap. All yeah. Right. Over his, uh, his lifetime ERA is what, 291 or something like that? 291 lifetime yeah. ERA. Yeah. I feel like anytime a guy goes under three for a season, we're like, holy crap. But like they go under three career. over 17 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Like in 1968, he led the league with a 112 ERA. That was his. Oh, seriously? Yeah. That was the year he won the ERA title. And that's, that's insane. And then the next year, he went 218. That's crazy. 
That's so dominant. He won. He was an all-star, Cy Young, and an MVP that same year in 1968. And a gold glove. And a gold glove yeah. in 1968. Yeah. With, with a 112 ERA. That is insane. And he tossed 13 shutouts, which is going to help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 22 wins. We will. That's a number I predict we will never see again. That 13, 22 shutout or 13, 13 shutouts? shutouts in a season is untouchable. Now we have to research how many other shutouts there are. Like, what is the actual ceiling? Yeah. Like, what's the record? Yeah. Yeah. We need to look. We got to look that up. We'll look it up. Okay. But I um, dig that. But he, because he had 28 complete games. Yeah. It, wow. And so that's, <laughs> that's untouchable. I mean, his crazy career war is 89.2, which is another statistic I really like. Yeah. He yeah, pitched 528 games overall. <laughs> That's that's a lot of innings. It's a lot of baseball. A lot of innings. Um, let's take a break. So yeah. We've overlapped. We've basically done four. So let's take a break. When we get back, we, we're going to finish up with our last couple. I'm assuming we're going to overlap on these as well. Welcome back, baseball family. We're going back down into the vault for our picks for who should be on the St. Louis Cardinals Mount Rushmore. We've overlapped twice so far. Uh, for those of you still listening, we're excited that you're here. Uh, before we get into it, I want to tell Brad that uh, he's about to lose this game we're playing. But he doesn't know we're playing. <laughs> There's a game. It's about to, he's about to lose it. Always a game of foot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. So, uh, Brad, I, I went first last time. Why don't you go first this time? Okay. Um, I'm going to go with somebody who I don't think you're going to include on your list. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Me being the person I am, I am somewhat biased towards certain positions, as you know. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's Yachty. Did you it's go with Yachty? Yachty. Oh, I, didn't oh, know I you knew it. Because I said something about active players, and you kind of gave me a look. Yeah. So I didn't think you were going to go with somebody active. I didn't go with Yachty. Oh, you didn't I go? just knew that's oh. who you were going to pick. <laughs> okay, good. Excellent. Very good. Well, that means it. we're going to three for four. That's Probably. So, well, I don't know. Three so far. <laughs> but anyway, Yachty. So this is this is one thing that I love about Yachty. Before I get into too much with him, um, he is obviously a future Hall of Famer. And part of the reason for that is because he changed the catching position forever. Yeah. Um, you see catchers now with nobody on base or sometimes with runners on base, they get down on one knee. Yeah. And I feel like this is a big thing, actually, that is going to prolong the career of catchers behind the plate. You're going to be able to see guys like Salvi Perez is still is continuing to catch on a regular basis because I feel like it's, it is because he can put, he's putting one knee down. Yeah. Because the punishment on your body of crouching down in that position every stinking day for that long is so brutal on your knees. Um, like we saw, uh, just no, not just uh, Joe Maurer. I knew one of those two. But Joe Maurer ended up moving to first base. Buster Posey ended up playing some infield. Yeah. And um, there have been other catchers in the history of the game who had to move out of the position because their knees just couldn't handle the position anymore. Right. The Yadi Molina one knee down is prolonging the careers of catchers, and it's going to be outstanding because it allows guys to really get into the position. Because young catchers, like we talked about this in our under 25 yeah, 20, or under twenty five episode. It's hard to find great catchers under twenty five because you've got to get in to the position and get yourself into the big league game. In with the pitchers, it's hard to do. And so, if you can catch for a solid thirteen to fifteen years, oh, that's a long, that's a long, that's time. a long haul. But 
Think about how you, how long Yachty's been. Nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. He's, he's in his nineteenth year. So I thought it's insane. So and he's, he's old. He, he looks old. Yeah, he does. <laughs> like, yeah, but he's been able to catch for nineteen years because of that stance. That I don't know if he came up with it or a coach or something came up with it. But he's played a few games at first base. For the most part, the dude is behind the plate every single day for the Cardinals for that entire time. Yep. So he revolutionized the catching position and prolonged the catcher the career of catchers behind him. And I honestly I teach Wilson to do it. Because Smart. my knees are part of the problem I had growing up. Yep. They still bother me because of it. So I had a I had actually had a parent say something to me the other day about it. He's like, Colleges aren't gonna look at him if he can't do the other way. I was like, that's fine. We'll do this for now. We'll get there later. Yeah. He can do it. Right. If he's gonna catch, he can he can do it. That's a, not so, a hard transition to go. It's on. not because no. it's more natural. It's easier to go from that secondary position of like up higher, like off your butt more. Yeah. Um, and being able to transfer to throw it anyway. It it's easier to go from that than it is to go off the ground. Yeah. So it just makes sense to be able to do it. But if he's comfortable doing this with nobody on base. Or he learns how to block the ball doing this, the runner on third. I think he's going to be a catcher, a better catcher for, and it will prolong his his body going forward. I love it. So, anyway, Yachty, 10 time All Star, which is probably low, to be honest with you. Two time World Series champion, nine time gold glove, which might be low also, but you've got those four platinum gloves to go with it. For real. And a silver slugger. And a silver slugger. Um, He's having a down year this year because he's old. Yeah, he's, he's bad at thirty nine. Age thirty nine. He's bad at buck thirty eight. He's got yeah. a negative WAR right now. But honestly, the presence that he has in that clubhouse is priceless. The presence that he's going to have with any catcher going forward, priceless. Yep. Like if I'm the Cardinals, the day he retires or already, if I've offered him a position with the team as the the catching the catching coach, top to bottom. Yeah, top, top to, to bottom. Reggie Molina. Program. When I was when I was working for the Owls. Benji Molina was with the Owls. He's yeah. with the Angels top and bottom. He came to, he was there in Orem a lot yeah. working with the catchers. It's awesome. Because Mama Molina's gonna be awfully proud of all those boys who came from the big leagues. No doubt. So no doubt. But you know, I feel like the way with what Yachty Molina has done to the game, to the position for that team the entire time he's been there, he's gotta go. I, and I know it might be premature because he's still playing. I disagree with you, but I like it. Okay. I like it. He's he would have been a runner up for me. Okay. Only because there are two other names I cannot leave off. Okay. Ready? Yes. This next guy I got for you is a three-time MVP. Three. 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 You hear that? (laughs) Three-time MVP. He is a ten-time All-Star. Two World Series championships, two gold gloves, six silver slugger, batting title, NLCS MVP, three times Major League Player of the Year. He also won Rookie of the Year. Brad. El Hombre. El Hombre. Yeah. yeah. Albert Pujols. Except we can't call him El Hombre. No, and that's only his request. Right. Because tell us that. So when he was when he signed with the Angels, they put up a billboard that said El Hombre because they were pumped, obviously. Everybody oh, was yeah, yeah, like yeah, he was the sure. reason CJ Wilson went to the Angels because like he was like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And he was talking CJ Wilson was talking with um, I think it was an assistant GM. Yeah, and they're like, we're bringing in a big name. He's like, who is he? I can't tell you because he hasn't signed yet. But we're working, we're working on bringing him in. And, and CJ Wilson looks like it's Albert Pujols. I can't tell you. He's like, it is, it is. He was like pumped. He's like, sign me right now. 
That's he awesome. Was pumped up. <laughs> That's awesome. But, but anyway, so after that whole thing, they had that billboard, and, and Pujols told him to take it down because he's like, "No, Stan Musial is the man. Yeah, so, he really is the man. Yeah, which I think is said. cool. The fact that he still had so much respect for the Cardinals, despite the disrespect they showed him by not he got paying the money that he deserved. But yeah. it turned out like it kind of worked out. For the it's Cardinals still going. They shouldn't yeah. have. Yeah. <laughs> It's still going well for the Cardinals. He's already stepped up to eight games this season, right? It's his age 42 year. Oh, and he's having a rough one, but it's going to be okay. He's still batting 269. He scored from first the other day. Yeah, it's not a terrible experience for everybody, for anybody, actually. Mm-hmm. I watched him play while I was there. It was awesome. Yeah, you got to see him. You got to see him. So uh, I love Albert Pujols. King Albert is the man. He's going to the Hall of Fame no matter what. And I don't think you can tell the story of St. Louis Cardinals without Albert Walls. Yeah, and the reason that he he was my runner-up, and the reason right. was because of the the uh the years of the Angels. It was yeah. like his heyday, his prime was with the Cardinals. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But me saying that, I'm kind of talking on both sides of my mouth because I put Griffey on the Mariners Mount Rushmore. You did, so that's okay. <laughs> But this is an interesting stat. Look at this. See that gold? Yeah. That means he's the all-time leader in that, and that's uh, grounded into double play. Yeah. <laughs> the all-time leader the in all-time grounded in 414. Grounded into 414 double plays. That is one of the most dubious honors. Good heavens. <laughs> the dude is either driving him in or clearing him off. Yeah. <laughs> either way, there's not going to be anybody on base when he's done. So awesome. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, we're down to our final picks. Final Brad. picks. Okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna overlap. It, well, we might. Wait, there's a chance because you didn't know. have Albert Pujols, right? You really didn't. I didn't. Oh, then we're gonna overlap no. on this one. There's no way we don't. Okay. Um. So another position that I love is I love shortstops. I knew it. Yeah. How could I was saving the best for last? Me too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I love shortstops. It's, yeah. I mean, growing up, the shortstop is the best player on the team, and there's a reason for that. There's a ton of ground to cover, yeah. some of the most acrobatic and miraculous plays, and there's nobody who did it more acrobatically and miraculously than Ozzie Smith. The Wizard of the Oz. The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. About yeah. the coolest nickname in the history of baseball. It is. And I love He still does backflips. Does he still yes, do Yes, he still say, does. That's one of my favorite clips ever is showing Ozzy Smith coming out and doing backflips. It's so good. That's so It's cool. literally so, so he good. A, he's a Hall of Famer, obviously deserves it. Yeah. Uh, 15-time All-Star, 13-time Gold Glove, 1982 World Series, um, won a Silver Slugger, which honestly surprises me. Yeah, Because he doesn't, he doesn't strike me as a slugger. No. Um, was the NLCS MVP. Um he ended it. He's ended his career with the Cardinals. He had those first four years where he was with the Padres, which yeah. is interesting because it feels like if you if you see any footage of Ozzie Smith in a Padres uniform, it feels like bootleg. It does because it's, <laughs> it's like, like it looks like it's been rubbed over with like steel wool. Yes, <laughs> like, rough it up. And... <laughs> like, where was this? Oh, we found it deep down in the archives. Yeah, it's that Kentucky authenticity right there. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> That's awesome. But he led the league in, with 507 play appearances as a San Diego Padre in 1981. But right. then he goes to St. Louis in 1982, and he's an all-star every year for the rest of his career except for 1993 because he only played 98 games. Yeah, But 40 and 41 and 90, 95, 96, he was an all-star there as well. Yeah. Um, 
but nobody more deserving to ever win a gold glove because it is true. It was truly golden what he did. Everything he did was golden. Mm -hmm. Well, and I feel like so part of what makes athletics and especially at the professional level so fun and interesting is the entertainment value, right? It's still a business. And nobody was more entertaining to watch than Ozzy Smith. Like you go back and look at the footage, and it's just it's just miraculous what the guy was capable of. Well, there's the classic one where he's diving to his left, the ball yeah. hits a pebble, and he reaches up barehanded. Yeah, body's fully extended, the opposite direction. He's still okay. able to reach straight up and grab the ball. Un- like, unreal. The stuff that that professional baseball players can do. There's sometimes you look at it like. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal until you go do it as a 33 year old. Right. You like, <laughs> can't do that. I can't do that. Your body won't let you do that. No. I don't care what kind of shape you're in. You can't do it. And for Ozzy Smith to do it clear through to 41 is absolutely, absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Um, real quick, do you know who drafted Ozzy Smith? The, who the name or who the team? The team. Hmm. I'm going to go way off the cuff here and say, like, the uh, Expos or something. Not far off. It was the Detroit Tigers oh, okay. drafted him in the seventh round. Huh. Uh, that was the first time. And then he was drafted by the Padres in the fourth round. Uh, the first one was in 76 and then in 77. Oh, okay. What, did he finish so, up his senior college or something? Yeah, at, uh, at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Oh, I love that part of the world. Very good. Matter of fact. <laughs> Not that it's relevant, but <laughs> the whole Monterey Bay area is my jam. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So that was our last one that, since we overlapped on three out of the four. That's, that's crazy. Awesome. That's nuts. I'm glad um, we didn't do four or four, honestly, though. Me too, because that would have been unprecedented. Yeah. Well, it'll happen. It's still, still going to happen. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it will, for sure. But baseball family, let us know what you think about our St. Louis Cardinals and Mount Rushmore. Were we, were we off? Should should Yachty be on there? Should Pujols be on there? Is there anybody else we missed? Because this is the thing. is Like we talked about, the Cardinals have been around since the dawn of time. Yes. There are so many great players. There are obvious, obviously players who we left off. And, being, and we might have been maybe a little bit short-sighted or myopic going with guys like Pujols and Molina. Or even Ozzy Smith. I don't totally. know. Not Ozzy Smith. No, not Ozzy Smith. <laughs> he belongs. If you tell us he doesn't belong, you're wrong. And we'll you're tell wrong. You so. yes. But anyways, <laughs> but we might be a little bit short-sighted with current players. Let us know mm-hmm. what you think. Jump in the mailbag. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.